Our dear Heavenly Father, we welcome you with open arms. But not only open arms, but open hearts. We ask that you will come and speak so individually to each and every one of us. We have not come to be seen of one another. We've come to meet with you, the true and living God. As your prophet would say, the mighty God unveiled before a people. Lord, that you've given us eyes to see. You've given us ears to hear. May we see you so high and lifted up in all your glory. May you move from individual to individual. We have personal needs, Lord. Lord, we have personal hurts. But you're the great problem solver. You're the great I am, Lord, that in a moment you can change situations around for the glory of God. So, Lord, we don't look to ourselves and we don't look to flesh. We look to you, the living word. Would you use your servant this morning? May he move himself aside and may the word itself speak, Lord, meeting individuals. Father, we commit the service to you and we cry out, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Bless your people now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm, that's in my, I'm in my message this morning. So you better put a smile on your face. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. We're thankful that we can have a place to gather, a place to worship. Thankful for a word that is alive. It's a living word. I'd like you to turn around and do something maybe I've never asked you to do for a long, long time. Is to greet one another. Why don't you do that with a smile on your face? Nice to see you this morning. Nice to have you in the house of God this morning. Amen. Thank you for bringing your lick of fire this morning. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm expecting great things this morning. I am. I'm expecting great things. Like the, uh, Brother Pankinen, are you here? I, there you are. Brother Pankinen's here. I think it's his son Mark. You're here also. We welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. All the way from Germany. Amen. That's a long way to go to church. <laughs> it's an expensive way to go to church. <laughs> nice to have you here. God bless you. I'm going to approach the subject this morning a little bit different than I did last Sunday night. As Brother Bisco took this morning service, I took the evening. We switched this morning. I would have preferred much to have the pastor take this morning, but that's that's his prerogative. And we're looking forward to a wonderful service this evening. So I normally, like on a Sunday night, if I do take it, I like to probably approach it more evangelistically. Well, this morning will not be that way. It will be more more systematically. So you're going to have to help me. I'm just going to try and take a little bit of a subject that will help you and help me. Because if we can take what the Word of God says, we'll be a a different people. And it'll be a different church, actually. 
And that's what I'm looking for. We're not coming to church to play. We're coming to church that the word of God could have a, a grand effect upon our lives. And so don't ever take the word of God from me to you personally. Take it from him to you personally. And that will help me quite a bit. So with your Bibles open, let's turn to the word of God. I'd like to turn to uh, Psalms 62, verse 5. A group of the saints are in Victoria this morning. God bless them. I think Brother Victor Adamora has taken the service over there. Love to see these young fellows stretch your wings. So we're happy for that. I'm sure they'll have a wonderful time. We have some saints here. Brother Peter from Seattle. God bless you. Amen. So God bless the saints that have gathered this morning. Psalm 62, one verse here. I'd like you to to read with me. We'll read it together. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. I'd like you to read it aloud with me now. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. I'm sure many of us have preached on expectations. Brother Brown preached it on 19 times, expectation and leadings. Uh, Different preachers have probably preached on it. I myself have touched on it. But I'd like to take it and take it through a a whole vein here this morning. Let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Then if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may all be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I believe Brother John referred to that on Wednesday. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. God bless you all. Everybody fine? All right. If it gets a little bit warm in here, then we'll have the deacons turn the air conditioning on. Normally, it's the reverse. It's freezing in here, and we want them to put the heat on. So, it's changed this morning, maybe just for me. I'd like to read a quote out of Expectations. Brother Bram says, we always get what we expect. When people expect anything, well, then they usually get what they look for. It's the mental attitude that you have. 
So now he's tying expectations to your mental attitude. It's the mental attitude that you have. Remember this and never forget it. So I would say that's pretty important when a prophet of God says, remember this and never forget it. Never forget it. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God. Are you ready? Do you believe it? The right mental attitude towards any promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God. God will bring it to pass. Remember this and don't forget it. Let's close our Bibles and have a word of prayer. No, I'm only. It's really, it sums up the whole thing, doesn't it? People don't come to church because they have no expectation. Absolutely no expectation. People come to church and they have an expectation. It's your, it's the right mental attitude. It's the right mental attitude. Oh boy. I, I know this is not, this is going to be a amen service. We had that last Sunday night. For some people it was a little loud, but it was all right for me. So this morning, I'm just going to preach something that will help you along life's road. That you can deposit it within your own heart. Now remember, Psalm said, my soul waiteth thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. So my expectations is not in man. My expectations in God. So then as, as God has moved on in his word throughout the seven ages, or can we say since the Garden of Eden, man has had expectations. Prophecies were given. And because prophecies were given, and it's the word of God, men had expectation in that prophesied promise. True? So then if we can just skip all the way now to today, there's been a prophesied promise. For a change in the body, a future hope, and to live with our heavenly bridegroom. Can you say amen? My expectation cometh from God. Uh, My expectation actually doesn't actually come from William Branham. Because I see past the veil. I don't see William Branham. I see God in the prophet prophesying to give us expectation. Then I can say my expectation is from the Lord. Is everybody on the same page this morning? Praise the Lord. We're, we're, we're going to get into it. But the pastor's been leading us into future home. Praise the Lord. Can you turn to Daniel chapter 12? I'm sure it's familiar. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, made reference to it. The inspiration over the last three or four weeks, of course, has been over through, and I have it here again, and we'll be reading Christ the Mystery God Revealed. But the Bible says here in Daniel 12, verse 4, But though thou, O Daniel, shut up the word, seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. And we have an example of that this morning from Germany. I'm telling you, when Paul 
or Daniel, I should say, when Daniel wrote this scripture, he, I don't know how he viewed it in vision form, but he could not get it down in, in word form. What's a jet to Daniel? Hmm? <laughs> well, how would you describe a jet? They didn't even have an airplane. So he put it down in a nutshell and they went to and fro. And knowledge shall increase. And we say, of course, knowledge has increased. We went from the old 8088 IBM card computer to what we have now. An incredible. We come into artificial intelligence where they're afraid that it's going to run humanity. That's where we've come from today. And we couldn't say knowledge has increased. But let's just go into the Hebrew a bit. And I think I preached on it years ago. But just make mention of it this morning. The knowledge that will increase as Daniel is writing means a knowledge of God's purpose will be revealed by his prophets. So Daniel understood that knowledge would increase, but he's, the Bible is a written book or a love letter to his bride. It's not to say that knowledge would increase and everybody thinks they're spiritual because knowledge will increase and we see it. But Daniel was putting now what God was thinking on the subject. The knowledge that will increase will be God's purpose as revealed by prophets. That's the kind of knowledge we're interested in. Not human knowledge, but God's knowledge. So Brother Bram says in recognizing your day in this message, he says, there you are. Just waiting now for the bride to get out of the way. So who? The true prophets, Hebrew prophets, can come to Israel and they'll be recognized. So what is Israel's expectation? Their expectation is prophets. They're looking to have temple worship. They're God's time peace. As we spoke a while back, they, there were, there, there they were trying to get on the temple mount to actually do a live sacrifice. They have an expectation for it. Their expectation, Brother Brown said, are Hebrew prophets. They'll recognize it's according to the scripture. Moses and Elijah has to come. And besides, the bride hasn't been taken out of the way yet. And then prophets will return and they'll do the sign of a prophet. That's scripture. There it all is fulfilled perfectly. Israel as a nation will be born in one day. Amen. He said the evening lights are shining. The evening lights are shining. So then Brother Branham says in the Easter seal, the, the prophecy that's revealed by prophets, this knowledge that will be increased. Brother Branham says... Prophecy never fails. So Israel's going to get their expectation. And the bride's going to get her expectation. But you're tying your expectation to your attitude. Attitude. Prophecies never fail. It cannot The word of God can't fail. It's written by the Holy Spirit. It cannot fail. So here's one that you can put on your fridge or wherever you want to put it. 
Satan, you are whipped. Prophecies never fail. What's your expectation? My expectation is in that prophecy. Satan, you are whipped. So now, how many of you need the devil to be driven out of your situation? I won't look. All of us have something that we need God to move on our behalf. And it's the enemy that's been fighting us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we wrestle against a demon power. That's trying to dampen your expectation, ruin your attitude, but the word of God comes to build it up. Can you say amen? Balcony, amen. The word of God is to build up your expectation and to increase a positive attitude. Amen. Satan. Are you aware? Now, Brother Brown's making another statement. Satan, are you aware? Are you aware that you're whipped? We want to make you aware this morning. Because I believe God was speaking to me. Are you aware you're whipped? You have no legal right. Since Calvary, you've had no legal right. What's your expectation? What's your attitude towards that expectation? You either take God at his word and be firm on that promise. Or it's just over your head. And here we go again. What is your attitude? Satan. There he is. Joanne, I know whenever she's got something troubling her, she walks around the house. She told me this week, she says, when the devil's on my case, I talk out loud. And that's a good way to do it. When the devil's on your case, you might as well talk out loud. Satan, you're whipped. You have no legal right in my home. Amen. Brother Brown goes on to say, Satan, you know the scripture. And I have taught this people that God is in them. Come on. That is enough to explode this church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is a mystery of God revealed in you. I've taught the people. Can I put around a report card? We'll pass it down. You can, you can, you can put yourself in A, B, C, or D. By God's grace, there's no F's. The bride cannot fail. So I have taught the people. And you've heard this quote two weeks ago, I believe it was. I have taught the people that God is in them. And if God is in them and they speak to that disease and say, be away from me. Come on, say something. Satan, why don't you talk to the devil this morning? The prophet's telling you, I've taught you this. I have taught you this. Be away from me. And don't doubt in your heart. Right then, that disease has to move. Are you taught right? Are you teachable? 
Are you a word bride? They'd say, Amen. That's my expectation. It's not them that speaks. It's the Father. I just want to praise Him this morning. It's not you that speak, but it's the Father that's in you. It's the God in you. Now ask yourself, do I have God in me? Say, yes, I have God in me. Make it a positive confession. I don't care what your situation is. Have you got God in you, Brother Titus? Do you have God in you, Sister Titus? Come on, Luis, do you have God in you? Then you speak to whatever your problem is. It has to move. This is not the power of positive thinking. This is just speaking the word. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not them that speaks. It's the father that dwells in them. That's speaking. They're in need. So come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ. I say as God's servant by a message from an angel who is anointed. Who is the anointed? Who has anointed and proved to the people that Jesus is here and the message is right. So come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ. The message is true. The message is right. The word is absolute. The word is absolute. Sam, the word is absolute. I don't care what situation. We're talking about the great I am. Can I review who the great I am is? Can I review it, Brother Andes? Can I review it? This great mystery before the world began, before there was a universe. Can you imagine? You're the most privileged people on the face of the earth that saw before anything began. Nobody else knows what I'm telling you this morning outside of the bride of Christ. He's showing you before God was. How does that happen? God always was, was he? He wasn't God, Brother Branham said, until he made angels worship him. Because God is an, is an object of worship. So God took you way before the beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about it. Here he was. He was trying to unfold to the people. What was God wanting to do? Brother Bram said in page 23. He was wanting to reveal himself to the people. But he couldn't reveal himself. As that one that filled all space and time. Because man can't comprehend that. And do not tell me you do. You're only fooling yourself. You're not fooling God. Because a prophet said we couldn't even understand this. But God wanted to reveal himself to a people. Are you listening to me? That's the first thing God wanted to do. He couldn't do it as the great Jehovah 
who covered all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He was too great. He is too great. Come on. What's your attitude? Oh, you say, I've heard this. Well, then if you bought that kind of an attitude and you aren't living in a heavenly realm, you don't have the right attitude. I'm sorry to know that the God that filled all space and time is my God. And that God's dwelling in me. Oh, that should do something to a people. Why? Because God was wanting to reveal it to you. He couldn't do it as the great Jehovah who covered all time and space and eternity. He's too great ever to be revealed to people. Because it was too mysterious. Too mysterious. How could that great being that never did begin. Right there, you lost me. That great b- being that never did begin. I like everybody to hear that. This great being that never did begin. Amen. And after you went beyond the cycle of a hundreds of billions and trillions and trillions of years of light space. And on out into the infinite, into the eternity, a great creature that was all that and still is. <laughs> what was he wanting to do? Brother Ram said, what was he wanting to do? He loved fatherhood. So to love fatherhood, there has to be sons. Hallelujah. So if you love fatherhood, where are the sons? That's what this is all about. It's when the bride realizes who she is. That's what he says in Grace and Mystery God Revealed. They will one day. Then the rapture, we will go. That's what this is all about. It's not about your problems. And my problems. We all have problems. But he's the great problem solver. Amen. If your sons are not saved, you can speak their salvation. Come on. Stay with me. You've been taught this way. You got daughters that need an experience. You can speak their experience. I should have got a way more amen than that. There's a lot of young men that need the Holy Ghost here. There's a lot of young ladies that need to be delivered here. But we're not talking about Tom Ray. We're not talking about Cloverdale Bible Way. We're talking about the great Bean. We're talking about this great I Am that can meet every situation. Oh, but you don't know my... We're talking about Almighty God. Field all time and space. Why was he wanting to do all this? He wanted to because he loved fatherhood. How do you be a father without having sons and daughters? He loved fatherhood. The only way he could express it was then to become a son of man. So God had to keep funneling, funneling, funneling down. Coming down. Brother Ram said, so small. He had to create an egg and a sperm. You talk about greatness. 
coming down to become a son of man. Amen. See, they didn't know what he was talking about. They, but now do you get it? But now do you get it? He wanted to express himself, the great threefold mystery. He wanted to express himself and identify himself with human beings to reveal himself in Christ. God revealing himself in Christ. Are you still with me? God revealing himself in Christ. All that God was. What did he do? He poured into who? Christ. All that Christ was, he what? Poured into the church. So then you got God tabernacling in you. I want to ask you, what is your expectation? And what is your attitude towards that? Oh, you say, Brother Tom, you're just going to preach a little message this morning. Put it all together in a nice little ribbon. No, no, no. We're preaching a message so that you can get what the prophet was sent here for you to do. Was to put on a rapture change. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now listen. Are you ready? Some people are afraid to say those things. Some people are afraid to say those things. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. For with God for you, who can be against you? (laughs) What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of that spirit? Are you afraid of that diagnosis? What are you afraid of that our God can't correct? What are you afraid of? Unbelief that God won't do what you ask him? Well, I just happen to be a son of Roy Ray. But now, by the grace of God, by the power of transformation, I'm no longer the son of Roy and Evelyn Ray. I am a son of God. I believe what my heavenly father tells me. So if there's fatherhood, there has to be sonship. Everybody wants a son that's obedient to their father. Son, obey your father. There's a time when sons grow up. There's a time when they grow up. There's a time when daughters grow up. All creation is groaning. With what? Expectation. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Some people are just afraid to say those things. Don't be afraid. God be for you. Who can be against you? It's time the church stood in its place again. Cut sin out. Jesus will come someday and there will be a rapture. Prophecy doesn't fail. Those who stand for him now, he will stand for them. You love him? The Bram gang goes to say how I love him. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham now, because there's a, it's a positive message and it's a positive word, wants to let you know that the bride will be raptured. Amen. Prophecy. 
The bride is Christ's victory. Prophecy. Are you with me so far? The bride will go wherever the bridegroom is. <laughs> Hallelujah. The bride will go wherever the bridegroom is. Then we say, he's here. Elijah's God is with us today. Do you sing that? Then the God that I serve then must be here also. He's here to do whatever you say. Oh, it's just a song, Brother Tom. That's not what the prophets taught us. It's more than a song. It's more than a song. The bride will go wherever the bridegroom is. She will be never, she, I'm sorry, she will never be left by him. She will never leave his side. She will share the throne with him. She will be crowned with his glory and honor. Are you got the she wills? She can and will do the greater works. When? Tomorrow? Next week? Next month? Or now? She will. She can. She will do. She can do the greater works. She is an invincible army. When? When? Now? Are you speaking it now? Are you confessing it now? Is that your right attitude now? Is that your expectation now? Satan, look out! Amen. It's time, Brother Bram said, for action. Glory, Sister Susie. It's time for action. We've been in our apprenticeship long enough. I have my journeyman ticket. I am a professional. You go through training long enough. But once you've gone through your training, you're expected to do what you've been trained for. Hello? You've been trained long enough. It's time for action. Hallelujah, Sister Margaret. It's time for action. And now he says it's time for action. It's time for you people. It's time for you people that have cancer and doctors have turned you down. It's time for you people that got heart trouble and doctors have turned you down. It's time for you people that are sitting here lame and halt and doctors have turned you down. It's time for you that are in stretchers that doctors turned you down. It's time to go into action. Glory! I'm to go into action. Let your faith loose. Come on. Let your faith loose this morning. He's the God of the impossible. He's the God that fills all space and time. We've limited God by our puny gray matter. As Brother Biscoe says, we're just dust crawling on earth. And he's mighty. He's holy. He's omnipotent. Hallelujah. Brother Hugh, take God at his word. Doctors give you up. 
God will never give up on you. Doctors give you up. Faith cometh by hearing. Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. And he is here. Where the bride is, the bridegroom is. Hallelujah. This is not just a nice thought. This is just not a nice idea. This is what a prophet is telling you. How's your attitude? He's too loud. He's just too excited. Well, let me watch you play soccer. A silly little ball. Stadiums filled 120,000 of them. Acting like animals. Because some goofball can kick a ball, put it over his head and kick it in the air. And they go, woohoo! They do more than that. And then God tells you who you are and you can hardly get a nod. Something's wrong somewhere. When Satan's kingdom can rejoice over a God of sports. And we got the great I am. Hallelujah. We're coming with expectation. My attitude is right. All things are possible. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, Brother Bram said, and he's here. Faith cometh by hearing. Then if he's here, then the impossible is made possible. Now I'll slow down a bit. Here's a little quote, not, not, not from the prophet, just a, a illustration. Both the hummingbird and the vulture fly over the nation's deserts. Who thought about the hummingbird this morning? Probably nobody. How about anybody thought about a vulture? I don't think so. So I'm bringing a thought down maybe you hadn't thought about this morning. So now a hummingbird and a vulture both fly over the deserts. All vultures, all they see are rotting meat. That's what a vulture sees. That's all he sees is rotting meat because that's what they look for. That's what they look for. They thrive on that diet. Rotten meat. But hummingbirds ignore the smelly flesh of dead animals. Instead, they're looking for the colorful blossom of a desert plant. It's what you're looking for. But then again, it's what you're made of. I don't want to be a vulture looking for rotten meat this morning. I want to be that hummingbird that can get his little beak into the rose of Sharon. The lily of the valley and drink from him. They both, listen, they both are looking for what they're made for. One lives on the past. Brother Ed, one one lives on the present. They fill themselves in. 
Look what that old hummingbird feeds on. It seeks new life. No vultures. Let's get the vultures out of here. Vulture spirits. Let's get all the hummingbirds flying at a million miles an hour here. And they're looking for new life. That they can put their beak into. And suck that nectar. Out of that lily of the valley. Out of that rose of Sharon. And live off new life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proving his word. Before we pray for the sick. We've got to get the people in that attitude. It's the attitude that always brings result. My title. It's your attitude that always brings results. Listen. Taking care of your kids in church. And putting diapers and take them. You have to do that. But that's not your priority to miss church. I remember the good old days when children actually slept underneath the pews. Now we take them home to sleep. Missing the word of God? Really? Really? Are we getting that so lukewarm? Higher, higher. Lift the word higher. Not lower. Lower. Lower? No, let's lift the word higher. You've got to get in the right attitude. Because your child is going to need what comes over the pulpit. Your child needs what comes over the pulpit. So we've got to get the people in the right attitude. It's the attitude that brings results. It's the attitude that you have towards God. Here's a woman that touched his garment. She was healed with a blood issue. But a soldier spit on his face, put a crown of thorns on his head, and felt no virtue. Because it's their approach. The attitude, it's what it takes. And that's what it is tonight, dear friends. It takes your attitude. We are and believe we're in the presence of Jesus Christ. But it's your attitude that brings your results. Oh, God, help our attitudes this morning. I want to have a positive attitude towards the Word of God. I'm not going to be a vulture that tries to look at dead meat. I want that living Word, living life, that's going to sustain me for the present and the future. Now listen, but it's your attitude that brings results. The mechanics is here, and so is the dynamics. He said, that's exactly right. Because I realize, as, are you listening now? You shook each other's hand. You, welcome to the house of God. You said, God bless you, nice to see you. You did something very positive. Everybody listening. I want every teenager, every child, every daddy, every aunt, uncle, grandparent. This is not a long quote. But listen to me. That's exactly right. Because I realize as I treat the people, I'm treating God. 
God help us. We're talking about attitude. You write somebody off so quickly. You just put them off. If they don't believe the way you do, they're just serpent seed or foolish virgin or saints of God. If they make it to heaven, praise the Lord. There's nobody I want to see hell go to hell. Nobody. But now listen what he says. It's your attitude. That's exactly right. Because as I treat the people, I'm treating God. Now, who have you spoke unkindly about? Oh, I just let that. Can we? (laughs) Sure, sure. Changes things, doesn't it? That's why I said it'll change the whole church if we can catch what we're preaching on this morning. Ah, he's a no good. He doesn't recognize me. Really? God did. What are you saying? God made a mistake? God doesn't make mistakes. Are you bigger than God? All right. I I didn't want it on page two. Should I read that over again? It'll help us again. It'll help us immensely. This is not to put you in bondage. This is actually to set you free. (laughs) You know, it's my dad always say, put a smile on your face, son. People say, why do you always smile? My dad told me to. I always listen to my dad. He said, put a smile on your face, son. I said, why, dad? He says, it's, you know, there's less muscles to use in a smile than there is a frown. And he's not a Christian. I heard that all my life. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> at least do that for me, will you? I know you're using too much muscle frowning at me right now. I wanted to loosen up your muscles. Huh? Smile. (laughs) Maybe you don't like what I'm saying. But it's nevertheless true. That's exactly right. Because I realize as I treat the people, I'm treating God. Just my attitude towards you is my attitude towards Christ. And your your attitude towards me is the same thing that's right towards Christ. Now can you turn around and shake one another's hand and really mean it? Hmm? At the end of the service, you go right ahead because you better have the right attitude or you never heard a thing today. Our attitude towards Him and His Word Determines our eternal destination. You say, Brother Tommy preaching on such a simple subject, but it's in dire need. If we can get some of these subjects under our belt, we'll move higher. Our attitude towards Him and His Word now determine Our eternal destination. Amen. Now, so, so, excuse me for loosening my tie. I guess I loosened it too much there. Um, Can I just give you now, just on a secular side, because, you know, if, if the secular people, they actually use principles, right, Ernie? 
they use actual Bible principles for their, for their agenda. So I thought I, I would look and say, you know, what, what does the secular realm think? They say, never neglect the power of a heroic words. Yeah, I do too, Hugh. And I, I never said it. I just repeated it. I wish I would have said it. Never neglect the power of heroic words to generate strength and power. So basically what it's trying to tell you, it's your attitude. So never neglect the power of heroic words. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, a real heroic word would be for your husband to turn to your wife and say, I love you. And it's not Valentine's Day. Or wife to your husband. Uh-huh. That takes a, but you don't know my husband. You don't know my wife. But I know Christ. And Christ loves you. Then if the Christ in you loves you, then you must love what God loves. That's heroic. Because some of you are unlovable. Before Christ came. I got you on that, didn't I? Never neglect the power of heroic words. It'll take some heroic power to conquer what your feelings are. So I don't feel like it. Well, my Bible doesn't say it goes by feelings. It goes by faith. So then daily they say, repeat these words. Are you ready for a heroic word? Are you ready for it? Here's a heroic word. You can write it down if you like. Or get the tape if you wish. Number one. Power. That, that's one of their heroic words. Get up in the morning and say. Power. So I thought. You know. That sounds so empty without scripture. Put scripture to their heroic word. And it says. As many as received him. Gave he them. Power. To become the sons of God. That's the right attitude. (laughs) That's a good word. Brother Ernie. Wake up in the morning. Power. Then quote John 1 and 12. As many as received him. Gave he them power. To become the sons of God. You know what their next heroic word is? Strength. So you imagine people have to get up in the morning. And put on this type of thing. Power. Strength. (laughs) but with strength I just happen to believe in Philippians 4 and 13 says I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me that's a positive attitude that's heroic words so you got power you got strength how about self confidence So I got to wake up in the morning and say, power, strength, self-confidence. I'm really trying to pump myself up. But if we take scripture, read your Bible and pray every day. Take your scripture. And the Bible says this in Job 19 and 25. Here's self, here's self-confidence. I know my redeemer lives. Here's self-confidence. I know him. In the power of his resurrection. 
They're waking up to words that are empty, and you're waking up to words that are full of dynamite. The last word that they are to repeat as heroic is, I'm going to be success. So you have power, strength, courage, self-confidence, success. Success. I'll tell you what success is. Revelation 12 and 11. As they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They love not their lives unto death. To me, that is in itself success. Right attitude. Right word. Here. Here is the last time I'm going to refer to a secular statement. But it might help you a bit. Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude. That's their side. Nothing can stop a man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Semicolon. But nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. Maybe you want to forget this message after I'm finished. But nevertheless, it's your attitude toward the word of God that's going to determine your destination. Do not look to mind over matter. David Vincent, Vincent Peel, whatever his name is. My dad had his book also. But I'm so thankful that the word of God has come. To give us a word of strength and power. It's an unveiled word of God. Amen. Now are are you listening? Do we have a little bit more time? A little bit more time. Now this is a long quote. But please don't get tired with it. Brother Bram said God making his promise. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn 1956. He said, one day eating lunch with Brother Moore in a restaurant in Shreveport, Louisiana, one summer, I began to notice the faces. He said, I'd noticed many faces are missing. So Brother Brandon would repeat and come down and, and have meetings, and he would know that the next year, the next time he was there, he would notice that there were faces missing. And I'd ask about, I'd ask about them. And they'd say, well, I'll tell you, Brother Branham, they just drifted away. They just drifted away. So I began to wonder, why would they drift away? Why would they drift away? What causes people to drift away? Seemingly as far as we could see and know, they're very fine people. Very nice people. Christian type of people. I would not want to say they weren't Christians. We have no way to judge that. God's the sole judge of who's a Christian and who's not. And we can only judge ourselves as We weigh ourselves in his word and see how our life compares with what his requirement is and our desires towards him. It's our attitude towards that is what God requires. Our attitude towards his word is what God requires us to do. So you say, well, brother Tom. You're just laying out some basic foundation truths. That is true. Do this and you'll do well. 
No, so noticing that, this came on my mind. Why did the people who had the Holy Spirit in their heart would drift away from God? Question. So he said, I talked to Oral Roberts, who was a good friend. And he goes from place to place and many thousands converted. And I come to find out the same thing. Oral says, there are just not many that holds out. And I said, I, I was just thinking, in Germany, we average 10,000 converts each night. So we was there five nights, and they recorded 50,000 that came to Christ in five nights. Of course, we had thousands to draw from. Then there's Durban, South Africa. 30,000 in one altar call. But now, you go back, you find out how many of them are still holding on. Now, that's where we wonder what takes place. So that's up to God. He said, we're fishermen. We throw the net into the river. We pull and what comes out and we hand it to God and God knows what they are. But I noticed that his word, how that he always keeps his word to the person. Now, if truly you have received Christ, here we go. Truly you have received Christ. There's nothing. If you've truly received Christ, there's nothing that can take it away from you. So people wonder, how can they go away to them that receive Christ? Who's Christ? His word. If you receive the word, nothing can take that away from you. No man, no bishop, no pope, no webpage, no devil, no nothing. When Christ reveals himself to you. You have the right mental attitude towards the promise of God. Satan, look out. Can you say amen? If a prophet said they left by the thousands in the fifties, or a robber said they left by the thousands, and we've seen them leave over my 40 some odd years. My conclusion is God's the judge. But if you receive Christ and they've received the word, not one of them can be lost. Nothing can take them away from the love of Christ. Nothing will separate us from the word of God. Nothing. The only way, are you listening now? The only way that we know we're saved. Are you listening? Do not fall asleep yet. I'm not finished. This is important. This is your eternal destination. Your attitude towards it is your eternal destination. If it doesn't mean something to you, go to bed and sleep. But don't come to the house of God where people need deliverance. People need salvation. People need healing. As I said last Sunday, don't you dare hinder the move of God. 
You come with expectation in your heart. You say, listen, there is no 30 and 40 year badge here. I've seen younger Christians supersede 40 years. People are, I've been here around time. That has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with your walk with God. People give some reverence to, to people that are so old. I, I'm getting old. Well, then show me some more respect. I'm only kidding. You do. But this is important. Who's going to preach it? The message has been preached, but who's listening to it? The lion hath roared. Who will but prophesy? He said, the only way that you'll know that they're saved is when they've met God's conditions. You'll never get saved by your feelings. Are you listening? You wonder why they fall away. You'll never get saved by your feelings. Oh, I felt warm and fuzzy. I, I had a brother come to me in the log church, service after service. Brother Tom, I saw the pillar of fire hanging over his, for somebody I think I've ever mentioned it. I've seen a pillar of fire hanging over you when you walked on that platform. That fi- pillar of fire just followed you everywhere. I said, good. Thank you very much. I'm happy. He says, that's it. I said, that's it. He said, but, but the pillar of fire was there. I said, don't we expect the pillar of fire to be here? But they want to make it something. It's nothing. That's what we expect. It's everything. But I'm here and he's not. So it didn't mean anything to him. So it's not by your feelings. It's not by your feelings, saints. It's not by your feelings that you're saved. You have to believe you are saved by faith. Your faith does it. Then your life proves Whether you've received it or not. It's your life. That proves. That you've received it or not. Are you with me right now? I'll I'll start to wind down. Then. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God. Will bring it to pass. We must. From our hearts. Express how we feel. We must express it from our heart. And if we can't express the right thing, then keep still and don't say nothing. That would help us out. If the church ever gets to practicing that, they might have fewer members. They might have fewer members for a while, but they'll have better members. Well, they're having it. God grant the day that when every man and woman will express what you say they are. <laughs> Last quote. Musicians, why don't you please come? It's the attitude. That brings results. Oh, you see, Brother Branham, I'm a church member. That's right. I've been baptized. That's all right. But if the life of Christ isn't in you, you're dead. Now, saints of God, I'm just reading what a prophet's already spoken. He said, you're dead. That life that you have, that's given to you by the world, 
God condemned it at the beginning. You know you can't polish it up. You can't reform it. That has to die so Christ can be born in you. Do not be deceived, people. I'm still reading the quote. Do not be deceived, people. If Christ doesn't live in you by the new birth, that changes your whole nature, your attitude, your everything, you're lost. Satan doesn't care how good you are. If goodness would have saved a man, Jesus would not have had to go to Calvary. Goodness doesn't save you. The cross saves you. It changes your nature. It changes your attitude. It changes your expectation. Amen. These are some basic principles. May God emphasize them to your heart. May you put them to good use. I preached last Sunday night. I thought I'd just slow down a little bit this morning. I trust it's something that could help you on your daily walk with God. Lord, change my attitude to your attitude. Change my life that it might be pleasing to you. God bless you this Sunday morning. And may you take the word of God. And may you have the right approach. Because your right approach and your attitude towards this determines now your destination. May your destination be heaven. If you need an attitude change this morning, I believe the one that can change it is present right now. And if you'd like to just stand to your feet and say, Lord, here am I. Change me, Lord. Change my attitude to be your attitude. I want to, I want to be what you want me to be. I don't want to be, say something from my heart and be another thing. I want my heart to speak exactly what you are, Lord. Need to change your attitude, young man? You need an attitude change? You're too sharp with your parents? You're too direct to your mother? When you should be kind and caring. You need a change this morning. So let the Holy Spirit come to your individual pew this morning. And say, oh God remember me. I need you Lord. I need the right attitude. Towards my brothers and my sisters. It's me oh Lord. Can you be honest with yourself and say, Lord here am I. Change my attitude this morning. My expectation cometh from the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Pleasing. Pleasing. Let me be pleasing, Lord, to thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to the Lamb. Father God, this morning... We stand in the presence of the great I am. Lord, if there was one person that needed to stick up their hand right quickly, Lord, both mine are standing.
I want to live the way you want me to live. I want to love the way you want me to love. Oh, Jesus. Lord, the sermon or the message this morning doesn't mean anything unless you'd come and punctuate it. Punctuate it. In the hearts of your children this morning. Father, different ones have raised their hands. Different ones are standing in your presence. Lord, so reminded, as your prophet said, about that beater that was beating gold. The more he beat it, Lord, that impurity stood out so much more. It seems as that word has been washing me, Lord, the impurities are standing out so much more. Take them away, Lord. Take all out of my life, oh God, and every life that's represented here. But we take one another's hands and we shake them and we say, God bless you, Lord. May it be heartfelt and meaningful. Not just a passing. And if we've had wrong attitudes between our parents and our children, brothers and sisters, Lord, change it. We ask that you do a deep work within our lives. Deeper. Deeper. In the love of Jesus. Father, only you can do it. Man can't do it. We can't do it. We try to change ourselves, and Lord, it seems like we go lower. But when you come, Lord, it happens in a moment. Oh, Lord, as your prophet taught us that Christ is in us, let us drive that devil out of our lives. Let's take that right mental attitude towards the promise of God. Let us press towards the prize of the high calling in Christ. And let us receive your word this morning in love and grace. Let our lives be pleasing. Pleasing, O Lord, unto thee. Let's just sing that.
I'm expecting this evening the pastors ministering. I believe we're going to have a wonderful time in the Word of God this evening. I trust you've been benefited and strengthened this morning. I trust that you can have the right attitude towards one another. That Brother Brown said it'll change the atmosphere of the church. It'll just change. Lord, may I be like you, Lord. Brother Matthew DeCurdy, why don't you come up, please? talk about that story of that kid with the bicycle Lord Jesus many of them many of those kids they they fall down because they couldn't look at the end father we know that you sending us uh, angels ministering angels brother Tom brother John Tim Encouraging us, Lord Jesus, to go ahead, Lord. Showing us at the end of the road what is waiting for us, Lord. These troubles of this day, every day, doesn't even worth even thinking about what the price is waiting for us, Lord Jesus. Father, we just thank you for your word. Help us every day, Lord. We look at the end of the road, oh God, Jesus, with the right attitude. We know this, uh, when your uh, angel came to Mary, you are highly favored. When the angel came to Daniel, said you are highly favored. Every time there is a revealed word comes to people, we know we are highly favored, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, we never belittle this revelation and this word. Father, we appreciate all the word that you've given us, Lord Jesus. Sometimes you fail, Lord. Help us to have a right attitude, Lord Jesus. You called us from highways and byways, Lord Jesus. I know the perfect people turned us down, Lord Jesus. Father, you're helping us, Lord Jesus. Now our children are born in this in this gospel, Lord Jesus, we wanted to tell our testimony, talk to them to have a right attitude toward this word that's been delivered to us. Father God, once more we thank you, Jesus. Bless that word that was delivered by your minister to our soul, Lord Jesus. Strengthen him, Lord. 
bless Brother Ed and is preparing for tonight's service, Lord Jesus. And bless the evening, Lord. Bless the afternoon. Preparing us for your word. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen. Now greet one another with the right attitude. Tell them how much you love and appreciate them. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.